0: Killer bees. What about the murderous Jays? We've got Joel, Jeremy, and Joe. That's three Jays coming to you live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. It's the killer bees and murderous Jays.
1: He's blank on Branham. Astros trail the ALCS two to nothing. We're gonna be at uh, Wakefield Crowbar tomorrow ahead of Game three, and we'll be at East River Nine Friday. No matter what. Hopefully there's a game five, which that one's a what is it, a four o'clock start? Four o'clock start. So we'll have what, a thirty minute show? East River Nine? But we're gonna be there hanging out. We're gonna be doing a little uh, killer B cast, watching the game along, if there's a game five, if my, necessary game five. And my
2: sources mm. tell me that John Granado, mm. if there's a game five, will also be there at East River Nine during the game. Oh possibly he is a generous guy. Possibly even Granado Claus will oh. show up.
1: Oh, Handing out gifts for everybody. Yeah, Yeah. he's a very generous guy. Blue mountains, maybe. Do you? What do you like more, Granado or Granado's gifts? The gifts. The gifts. Yeah, because I think I I like it because it's the gifts are for the people. I'm not a materialistic kind of guy. Give me Granado over Granado's gifts. But the thing is, is I think Granado
2: would take the Coors Light over himself. Oh, there's no doubt. So that's the problem. It's like how can I take what John would not take?
3: Uh,
1: to each their own. Such a
4: nice different Such a different different nice folks. gesture every time he shows up though that he's just such a giver. He is a giver. He is definitely a giver.
1: All right, the Ashers are down 0-2. Are they capable of coming back and winning the series? Why do you why do you believe that if so? seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six.
4: Look, I mean the obvious way you start this entire conversation is the fact that they're different. They they're just this year they're built different than every, almost every other team in baseball. They play better on the road that they've, they've also been battle-tested in just the hostility of going into maybe arguably the worst road situation that a team could ever have to endure with everything that they had to endure coming out of the cheating scandal, and they still endure. And guys that weren't on the team still endure it. So they're battle-tested. They're prepared for it. They proved it last series. They could go on the road, and they, can actually, they actually swept Minnesota on their own field to where that, more unlike any other team, this is a team that could do it. So that's why you believe in this team. I think that's where it starts.
1: Yeah, I like the fact that they're a good road team. Like if if the home road splits for the Astros, record wise, was was the opposite this year, I wouldn't feel like confident at all. If the Ashes had a great home record and were below 500 road record, I wouldn't feel good that they can come back from this series. Like, them on the road is the better team for whatever reason, whether it's batter's eye, whether it's a lot of stuff going on pregame, whether it's the fact that, you know, if you're the home team, it's likely the other team scores first, and you're a team that doesn't score well or doesn't perform well after the other team has the whatever. The Ashes are better on the road, so they're going to be comfortable. And they've also had success in Arlington this year. Last time they played a road series there, they swept that road series. So I think you have to start with the fact that they're a good road team. They are the champs. They do have a reputation. They do have the accolades. They do have the title until somebody beats them. I think that does matter. Uh, The Astros, of course, won the title last year. A lot of players back from that team as well, uh, capable on that front as well. I don't hate the pitching matchups. Like I understand on paper, Max Scherzer versus Christian Javier, and we lived the Christian Javier roller coaster this year. Doesn't seem great. Scherzer's a Hall of Famer. Who knows what Christian Javier is? But Javier in the postseason has been good. His entire career, Javier in the last six weeks has been pretty good. And we have no idea what Max Scherzer is going to be. And even if like Max Scherzer pitches well, he's not going to do it for long. Like sixty pitches That's the is probably thing. his Clement max. Clement
4: said this morning on with the bench, and it's always it's a great listen to get Roger with those guys. He said he doesn't think Scherzer, he thinks the Rangers would be happy if he gave him three innings. If all you're getting is three innings out of Scherzer, I'll take that versus hot playoff Javier, and I'll say that it leans advantage Astros. And I said this earlier, and I'll say it again. The other thing why you would be able to side with the Astros is because they feel like they got home cooking in Arlington. Because they come in and they not only won the season series, but in the biggest series of the year when they were kind of scuffling and they came into Arlington trying to save their bacon, they ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner like they ran a buffet line through the Rangers and just feasted. And that's what you got to believe in too. When they go into a building, they're not going into Philly. They're not going into New York. They're not going into really hostile territory where they seem to get tensed up. They're going into Arlington and taking the George Foreman grill and saying, we cook
1: there. And that's the other thing too is like getting to the bullpen. We we have not seen the Astros get to the bulk of this bullpen. They've seen Spores, they've seen Chapman, they got to Chapman, and they've seen LeClerc. That's That's it. it. So like if you have a pitcher leaving the game after three, even if he goes three no hit innings, okay, let's see the let's see more of that Rangers bullpen, which you feel like you could capitalize off of that. So I like the matchup in game three. I kind of like the matchup in game four. Like, I have no idea who the Rangers are going to throw. It's either going to be Dunning. It's either going to be Heaney. It might be a bullpen day with a combination of them all. Kind of like Jose Archini in that matchup. And then in game five, you're going to have a rematch of game one. I don't love seeing Jordan Montgomery, but at least you have Justin Verlander on the mound. And the Astros can't get shut down by Jordan Montgomery twice, can they? Can they? I don't think so. Yeah, probably a little bit, but no, hopefully not.
4: But, I mean, he's got a lot of confidence brewing right now because of the fact that he got right once he got to Arlington and he's pitching his tail off. And you know he's going to come in there with all the confidence in the world. But the bigger thing is you've got Verlander on the other side. He's going to keep you in the game. You're not going to pull a Fromber and give up a four spot in the first and feel like that there's, you know, you're going to be fighting uphill the entire game. He, he may make a mistake or two. He's not, gonna, he's not a guaranteed shutout anymore. But I think that he's going to keep you in the ball game, and that's a that's a big thing for this team right now. Is knowing our pitching ain't giving it up. We got a chance to be in a game if Verlander's on the hill.
1: Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Let's go out to the HRP listener line. Tommy's calling from Dallas. Tommy, you're in the hive. What's
3: up, Tommy?
4: Hello. Hey, what's up, man?
3: Hey, what's going on, man? Um, so I hear y'all talking about you know the Astros, because uh, of course if it's Houston. You're talking about all the things Houston's done. But what y'all are failing to mention is Texas. Texas has a history, and I am a Rangers fan. Texas has a history of just blowing it, like every other Dallas team. We call it the Jerry Jones curse. And I don't think y'all are taking that into account enough of how much the Rangers absolutely just suck when it comes down to the game being on the line. Tommy, thanks
4: for joining Uh, the show. I mean, we could call it the Nelly Cruz curse, too, in a little bit, but... I like
1: that call. Thanks, Tommy. It's excellent insight. Tommy and Dallas, you're right. We're not putting enough stock in that because they lost the World Series in 2010 in five games. Was it they were within one out, out, wasn't it? I think on two different occasions in the 2011 Series. That was World the Nelly Series. Cruz, right? Yeah, Berkman was on the Cardinals team, yep, wasn't he? That's right. So, yeah, maybe the Rangers are just going to you know completely choke in those big moments. The Jerry Jones curse. Thank you, Tommy and Dallas, for adding that.
4: That's the call we all needed right now.
1: He really is three 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 eight. I think they can win, but they got to skip over Fromber until he gets his head right. All right, maybe he gets his head right in Game Six if it's if they get there eight six nine three. Uh, because it's baseball, that's why the Astros could do it. Brandon T. I believe the Astros will win in seven games. They're comfortable on the road, especially at Globe Life Field. It's a Texas size series that is going to bring Texas size drama. Astros turn things around and things start to go their way.
4: I think you want to, I would hope for the fact that it gets competitive. I would hope that we get to a six or a seven where it it lives up to the series we all thought it was going to be before it started, and I think that's just another reason why there's a lot of fight in this team. This team has done a lot, accomplished a ton to where you don't believe this is a team that can be won over easily and just walked and run through, walked over and run through like the Rangers you know think that they can do. I don't think this is a sweep. I don't think this is an easy series, and I want it to be a long series. I, I, that's just another reason why this battle, this, this battle-tested veteran team, I believe, is going to show up in in Arlington. It would kind of stink if it's not a good. Series. It really would, and <laughs> you know what? It's going to sting a whole hell of a lot more because it ain't losing to the Braves. I was thinking about this, this morning. It's not losing to the Nationals or the Braves or the you know the quirky things and like we could, oh well, you know no one want want a home game or or you know the Braves are a really good team and that was just a tough series and they were you know they were without some guys. You lose to the Rangers, it's going to suck.
1: Yeah, I, I would put it on par with like. The Yankees. I think it'd be it's even close. with the Yankees. Rank. It, it, it would. It wouldn't be like if you lost to the Twins in the ALCS. It wouldn't have that sting like the Rangers. Right. I think it does right. add a little bit of sting. It kind of feels like the twenty-one ALC, ALCS to me. Whenever the Red Sox had a two-one lead, and a lot of people were like, "Oh no, here we go!" And then the Astros rattled off three in a row to win the series. Hopefully, it's like that. A uh, couple here on the Twitter. Uh, Carl, the Rangers have been one of the streakiest teams in all of baseball the entire second half. We mashed in their park, and don't underestimate what it would do to their psyche if uh, they chase Scherzer early and take Game 3 from them. That's one thing. Rangers have not lost in the postseason. Like, if you can win Game 3, let's see how the Rangers react to a little Still bit adversity, of adversity. Yeah. Yep. Like, do they start, oh, man, we just had a 2-0 lead uh, sweeping the Astros in Houston. We're rolling. We haven't lost a playoff game. And then all of a sudden, you, you, you blow them out in a Game 3, and you're like... Uh oh, are we about to lose home foot advantage? Uh oh, is this tide going to turn the other way? Like you, you, game three is critical, obviously, because you in. can't go down 3-0. But you gotta you gotta punch them in the face a little bit to mm-hmm. see how they handle being punched in the face.
4: And no look, and no disrespect to the, to the Rangers in the fact that we've given them their credit that they deserve. They earned. This is a great offensive baseball club for this season. This is the best offensive lineup in the American League in totality for this season. They are one to nine loaded. You called it on Carter. The, the dude is a stud. That that no one thought was going to be a factor in this lineup, really in this good. in this series, or in this season. And you look at the fact that they've got young at third base, and they found him, and they've got you know a a, a, a young Jonah Heim behind the plate, younger, but a guy that's you know one of the younger premier switch hitting catchers coming up. He, he's a stud at the, with with his bat. This lineup is loaded. And it's not going anywhere. So credit to the Rangers for doing what they needed to do. But that's why I still think it's far from over because this this roster and this talent, and this lineup that the Astros have, they're capable of turning it right back on them in Arlington.
1: Four four uh, eight eight texting in because the batter's eye is better. It's a good point. 713-780-3776. seven eight zero three seven seven six. Let's get to Robbie real quick. Robbie, you're in the hive. What's up?
5: Hey, how y'all doing today? Super.
3: I just wanted to call in and say that instead of Fromber, I'd rather see J.P. France in there or Urquidy in there on that game six that we're going to have.
1: Okay.
2: I like your confidence that we're going to have a game six, girder. Robbie. I do like that.
1: I do like that. Appreciate the call, Robbie. is going to go game four. Yeah, Urquidy, no He's going to be. he's going to be used up in game four.
4: Let's- yeah, we don't know what the Rangers are going to do, but it's pretty – remember, this was the discussion we were having about what the Astros were going to do earlier in the playoffs. Now it's a no-brainer what they're going to do. I don't know what the Rangers are going to do.
1: I'm, I'm a little sick talking about Fromber in game. Can we table that until after game five? If there's a Let's game get five, there. can we can we table that until the off day? Mm-hmm. Can we table that conversation? All right, good deal. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN HRNP, listener line. Stroud finally threw an interception, led to a first down though. That's CJ Stroud. Even when he's throwing interceptions, he's picking up first downs. Uh, didn't have his best game, but still got it done. Got the victory. Let's hand out a little bit of a grade for C.J. Stroud, what we thought of the rookie in his six-game play. Killer bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. You never have to wonder how good General Ben is. Gentle Ben always aces the field. I've been telling you for a while that Gentle Ben is the best. It starts with the finest ingredients, classic, time-honored distilling methods. Gentle Ben uses their innovative process that it removes the harshness that's found in most spirits. The result is unparalleled smoothness and an enjoyable drinking experience. You get All the flavor with none of the burn. You'll love what's not in it, including undesirable acids. No one wants undesirable acids. These acids can take the enjoyment out of your drinks. Well, Gentle Ben gets rid of of the undesirable acids, so you can enjoy some Gentle bin. Whether it's the vodka, whether it's the gin, whether it's the straight bourbon whiskey, or the cask-strength bourbon, all are fantastic. All are in my rotation. Look for Gentle Ben at the liquor store. Whatever's on the way home, or pick up a bottle today. Next time you head to dinner, go to your favorite bar, ask for Gentle bin. If you're looking for some weekend plans, head to the Gentle bin Tasting Room in Alvin. If the Astros make it back to Minute Maid, you can find the Gentle Bin bar there, and the Gentle Bin bar also inside the Toyota Center. Or... If you want to order straight from the website, you can now do that. Head to gentlebin.com, add the vodka to your cart, add the gin to your cart, add the whiskey or the bourbon to your cart, and have it delivered straight to your door. Head to gentlebin.com to do that now. Gentlebin, smoothest, honest.
0: Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham.
1: Join Culture Map and Sports Map on October 25th for the Tellgate. An all-out celebration of Houston sports and the fans who cheer them on. Savor Tellgate-inspired bites from your favorite restaurants, including FM Kitchen, Twin Peaks, the Waffle Bus, many more. Sip on signature drinks. Enjoy game day activities. Plus, VIP ticket holders can meet and greet with former Houston Texan Jonathan Joseph. Tickets are on sale now. Include all food, all drinks. Use promo code ESPN for $10 off any ticket type. Head to tellgate.culturemap.com. Tellgate.culturemap.com. CultureMap.com to get your tickets today. We'll get to CJ Stratton a little bit. We'll be there. We will be there. Oh, yeah. We're broadcasting live. Broadcasting live from uh, where are we? uh, Silver Street Studios, right? Yeah.
2: We're going to be in there. We're going to be in the setup.
1: Inside the setup. That's great. Hopefully we
2: can uh, And I think Sample Jonathan Joseph is going to join us at some point. Should I I ask him about T.Y. Hilton? Definitely. Okay. Mm.
1: I will then. Okay. I will. If it makes
2: them mad, then, hey,
1: sorry. They 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 told us to, to ask about T.Y. Hilton. Uh, we're going to get to C.J. Stroud in a minute, but the people want to talk Astros. And you know what they say about us, Blinkers? We are a show for the people. Mm-hmm. 713-780-3776. Let's head to the HRMP listener line. Julio, you're in the hive. What's up, Julio?
5: Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, uh, I think this is game. It's going all the way to game seven. Uh, so, Astros fan, you know, be calm. Astros, they know how to come back, and they've done it before. I don't know if they remember when we played the Nationals in the World Series. We're down two zero, and you know we brought it back home. So it's going to happen again, but this time we're going to win it. We just need Framber to turn on his monster. You know when he's when he's beasting, he's on beast mode. That's what we need from him right now, the, the the way he pitched the other day is he looked like when he started his his you know his in his beginning of his career. But if he could. Just bring out whatever he was doing, whatever um, uh, mindset he had, uh, you know, to where you know how to execute your pitches. You know, j- you know, just I-, I think he should play game, you know, game six or game five whenever he's ready. But just Dusty needs to be careful when and, and you know, what what time to take him out.
1: Yeah, I think you should have a, I think he should start Game Six, and I think Dusty should have a very, very, very quick hook. Uh, I like where Julio's mind's at. Mm-hmm. I, the Washington series did go well in Games Three, Four, and Five. Did, we won't mention what happened in Game Six no. and Seven, but get it back home and then see what happens.
4: Give us a chance to try and reset history from that point on. Get us to a Game Six in Minute Maid, mm-hmm. and Minute made and I'll live with the the outcome. But don't don't go down quietly. Go down swinging, and I think that we didn't ask for positive vibes only, but the last two calls have been very positive, and I appreciate
1: it. <laughs> 9497, Fromber needs to stop choosing the Navy jersey, switch it up. I agree to that, and he also needs to start meditating between innings. I need Zen, Fromber Valdez, where he was just meditating, had his eyes closed whenever he wasn't pitching. Now he's like, you know, all wild horse. Like, go back to meditating, with well, The
4: uh, poster child for every bit of angst right now is Fromber Valdez, that's for sure.
1: He, yeah, he's getting a lot of uh, – a lot of it and probably I mean deservedly deservedly so. Seven one three I mean, Tuck
4: hasn't done anything. You're Right. He is not. He's 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 appreciating Fromber right now because he's dodging bullets.
1: Yeah. You're right. He has not been very good. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Back out to the HRP listener line. Abel, you're in the high. What's up Abel?
3: Hey guys, um uh, I think the key to winning this series is the utilization of JP France. Let's just say that we do win games three and four. I say you have to skip Frambert. The Rangers own Framberg. If you can't notice that every time he's gone out, man, they, they just have his numbers. There's just certain teams that, you know, teams have a pitch number. numbers. So what I'm saying is that say we were to win three and four, let's, uh, you know, consider going with JP France in game five and then save Verlander and Javier game six and seven and i'm out
1: appreciate appreciate Thanks, it abel we're, just,
4: we're uh, gonna keep doing it here's the thing though jeremy when you look at it we just got done talking about earlier in the show the fragile psyche of Framber Valdez. if Framber Valdez doesn't get the ball in game six you're gonna use him at some point you still need his arm to be mm. a factor somehow in this series you, i you, think you
1: don't have to like if, if you like I mean, Ronel Blanco hasn't pitched the series. Hunter Brown has not pitched the series. Stanick has not pitched the series. With a 13-man pitching staff and a seven-game series, you can hide pitchers.
4: Okay, but, that, but then that's what I'm going to say. Push comes to shove then. If you don't start him in game six, I think then you, you just don't use him.
1: He'd be, he's at that point a mop-up pitcher. Yeah, because, yeah, I, agree. because I
4: think it, it, it's a combination of factors, but I think from a mental fragility standpoint, from the fact that you're going to lose him mentally, although he's already been lost physically in some ways, I think you just completely rule him out then. He's done because of the fact that if he doesn't start, we saw whether we're right or wrong, but it seems like the all-star game and all these little things that become big things with him, if he doesn't start game six, I think you lose him.
1: Yeah, I would start Fromber in game six, but I agree with you that if Dusty decides he's not going to, then at that point, he turns into your 13th pitcher on a 13-man pitching staff, and he's in mop-up duty only. Now, Abel's mostly right that the Rangers have... Hit Fromber very well this year. His last start against the Rangers before yesterday came on September fifth in Arlington. He went seven innings, gave up one run. So like it's not completely true. That was a blowout, it's mostly wasn't it? true. Uh, they won eleven. They ended up winning eleven to nine. So I guess the Rangers came back late, made it. Yeah, tight. I think
4: they came back late. I think yeah, because I think that he was dealing and he had he was the he had the luxury of a big lead for a majority of that game. If yeah, they I'm not scored. Mistaken.
1: They scored. The Astros scored three in the first, three in the second, three there in the third. Go. So they gave him a lead. He was on cruise control. And then the Rangers, I guess, made it tight late. Uh, but look, I got to go with the guy who's more decorated. I got to go to the guy who could have won the Cy Young eh, halfway through the year. The season would have ended then. Uh, yes, he's been poor. Yes, he's been bad. I'm still going with the guy who has better stuff. And for me, Fromber's That's key is he needs thing. to be pitching down in this home. Like, too many pitches are elevated. He's got to pitch down.
4: Well, the, the thing is, you're right. The movement was side-to-side side yesterday again. The movement was a lot of over the middle of the plate instead of down and out, down and in, working the the corners and and, and creating chase. But at the same time, my biggest thing is it comes down to with all these people that want to just get rid of him, throw him aside, his stuff is still better than just about any other option you have. And when he's right, he's really right. And I don't think you can walk away from that.
1: Yeah, I am I mean, obviously, I think we're in the minority here. Again, like, let's, <laughs> let's take two or three in Arlington uh, before we kick around this idea of who's your – and plus, like, you want to throw in the Dusty conversation of this? There's that no way Dusty's go. not going against mm-hmm. – like, Dusty's going to pitch Fromber. So it might be an exercise that is not worth having. 713-780-3776. Back out to the HR&P listener line. Tony, you're in the hive. What's up, Tony?
3: Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, just a quick point I wanted to make. I believe that it's the Astros' offense, if anything. The pitching hasn't really let us down. We lost 2-0 to zero in one game, couldn't score more than five runs in the next game. Running and scoring sufficient, batting horribly. Uh, Altuve needs to come alive. Tucker needs to come alive. Uh, I think it's more or less to do with the offense than anything. The pitching will straighten itself out. I think Javi, uh, Javier will do good. I believe Valdez will regain, like you said, he needs to then calm himself down, control himself. He'll be fine. The pitching, the bullpen is the strength. We need the offense to come alive, in my opinion. The only
4: only problem with Tony's comment is the fact that that four spot in the first inning doesn't help anybody.
1: No, no. he's He doesn't. It's not It's not helpful at all. Uh, the game, in a lot of ways, was lost because you're playing catch-up the rest of the way. And kudos to the Astros for getting back in the game. No kudos for bases loaded, nobody out in the fifth. But four runs in two games is not enough. Like, no. Tony's right on that front.
4: Yep. Yeah, no, you have to get more from your offense. It's just that you can't let your offense get put behind an eight ball. And have such a deficit to, to, to kind of come back from that everybody's swinging for the fences or trying to get the, the, you know, the, instead of manufacturing some runs and being in a game where one run can be a difference, you change your approach at the plate because of the fact that you're, you're almost in desperation mode right away.
1: 713-780-ESPN. Well, great, Stroud. We'll also get your thoughts on the Astros, what you want to talk about. We are a show of the people. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. And because we're a show of the people, we always want to make sure that you're in good hands. So if you're ever unfortunately in a car accident, if you know somebody who's unfortunately in a car accident, the first thing you need to do is call Hollingsworth Law Firm. And I understand there's always fear of calling an attorney. Oh, no, it's going to cost me Tons of money, retainers, billable hours. You don't have to worry about that with Hollingsworth Law Firm. You do not pay a cent until you win.
4: And the best thing about it on uh, top of that is they're in your corner every step of the way. From the minute you call them, they are on your case. They are fighting for you you, and what you deserve. And the fact is they're bilingual too. I have a very good friend of mine, which Spanish is his his number one language. And so he was hesitant and he brought up the fact that he got into the accident and didn't know what to do. And I immediately directed him to the Hollingsworth law firm. They immediately got him hooked up with one of their bilingual associates and the process started from there, and he could not be happier with the fact that they have been in his corner every step of the way, and they are fighting for him to get what he deserves.
1: We're trying to help you. If you or someone you know has been injured in a car wrecker accident, give Hollingsworth Law Firm a call right now for a free consultation. You do not pay until you win. 713-999-8773. 713-999-8773. Visit CarWreckTexas.com. CarWreckTexas.com. East.com.
4: Guys, let me take a minute to tell you about the good people at Apollo Men's Health. Look, I've told you about the variety of services they offer. Right now, there's one that I think is getting more and more in attention by the day. FDA approved semi glutide is now out there and available, and it's available at Apollo Men's Health. Three locations to better serve you, and more conveniently, you can get there and you can talk to them about it. But it's basically the ability to lose up to six pounds a week, and you don't have to hit the gym. You don't have to do all the things that you think you have to do that you don't have time for, and you know that it's important to lose weight. GluTide can help you lose weight. Losing six pounds every week or up to six pounds in a week, that's a big difference. That's a game changer. That's what they do on a daily basis at Apollo Men's Health. From weight loss to setting you up for a better workout experience to all the different ways they can get you more energy on a daily basis, the people at Apollo Men's Health are focused on you and getting you results. That's what they do. They figure out what's wrong. They understand your issues, and they don't make it a problem. They make it a solution as they get you where you need to go. Check them out today. Go to ApolloMH.com. Check out all the services that they offer. While you're there and you're talking to them and you set up the appointment, mention my name, Joel Blank, free B12 shot or a body composition analysis on your first official visit to find a way to getting to be a better you. You have problems. They have answers. They'll get you in a solution and a a program that works. Check them out today. Go see the people at Apollo Men's Health.
0: welcome back to the killer bees on ESPN 97.5 killer bees are also known as Africanized bees and we all know there's nothing Africanized about these two guys it's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham
1: I see what you did here, Joe. John Mayer is a man of contradictions. He's an international pop star, but also an authentic blues man. Endorsed by some of the the genre's biggest legends, and he's coming to Houston this October. Caller 10 to 713-780-3776. Wins a pair of tickets to see John Mayer at Toyota Center on October 30th. Get your tickets now at LiveNation.com. 713-780-ESPN. 8-1-4-3, 8 1, 4 3, won't get to a game six if offense doesn't pick up. And then in all capital letters, and sit Maldonado. We've already conceded Maldonado's the playoff catcher. And look, we love Yiner, but Yiner is Yiner's not looked performed. Awful. Yeah, he's not performed all that well. Now, if he was playing every day, would he be in a rhythm, perform better? Yeah, I think it's fair to say he would. But he's not going to play every day because you have Brantley, Jordan, and left field DH, and Maldonado's going to catch if you like it or not all Berlander, of these starters Framber, by Javier. Yeah, he's going to catch all of these guys. 713-780-3776. Yeah, and he's going to catch every single starter yeah. unless they go with France over uh Look,
4: Potential and long-term ability, it, we know it's Yiner. But right now, Yiner hasn't given you any reason to be able to say sit Maldonado now.
1: No, he had he really had. He hadn't forced his way in the lineup. He really hasn't. Uh 713-780-3776. Out to the HR&P listener line, Travis is in the hive. Travis, what's up?
3: Travis, go. On guys, You're... um, real quick, can you hear me? Yes, yep. go ahead. Yep, yep. Okay, so I just wanted to talk about Fromber and, and Dusty. I know y'all been talking about Fromber a little bit in the last caller. I was talking about the hitting and you know when Fromber gets us in a big deficit like that or any pitcher, it's it's hard to climb out of that hole. One thing I would like to to have seen, and I you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I would have liked to have seen Dusty or Martin Maldonado or Josh Miller. You know, whenever they see him sweating bullets out there, we know he's not the coolest customer on the mound sometimes. And I think that pitch clock really hurts him. I'd like to see maybe an early mound visit or something just to give him a second to gain some composure and uh, maybe just settle down a little bit. So I'll go ahead and hang up and listen to you. all talk about that.
4: Thanks for the call, Travis. Look, I think it's a valid point. I think that Maldi's capable of doing it. It doesn't have to be as much as we kid around about mound visits with a Correa. But I think that part of what the coaching staff and everybody that has to do to kind of you know, rally the troops around Fromber is take advantage of everything that you can because you, you've been one that pointed out that the pitch clock has really hurt Fromber Valdez. At this point in the season, there's all possibilities of solutions on deck. And if it means burn a couple of visits, the first sign of trouble to kind of let him get his breath, let him be able to be as focused as possible and kind of clear his head a little bit. I think it's a valid point.
1: Yeah, I'd have to go back and watch the game, but I'd be shocked if somebody didn't visit the mound in the first inning yesterday. Like, I don't... I know... I I think I recall that the players were out there. I don't recall... I mean, that counts. Yeah. Because you're giving them a second. You're giving them a chance to catch his, you know, uh, his emotions. And I would... um, I do agree, though, that pitchers who are a little hot-headed, they don't run, you know, they're not even keeled. I think the pitch clock does negatively affect some of those guys Mm -hmm. whenever they're not rolling. And that could be a case for Fromber this year, even Javier because um, Javier was a guy, take a long walk off the mound, take a deep breath, You know, doesn't move very fast. Fromber is more like, I need a second to collect my thoughts and control my mindset and my mentality. And, and with the t- with the pitch clock, you don't have a chance to do that. So I, I do think that negatively influences Fromber. Now, you're not going to complain about that. You can't gripe about that. you got to be able to overcome that, and Fromber hasn't been able to when he starts to get rattled a little bit.
4: Well, the thing is, too, I think that from, a, from an emotional standpoint is Fromber. From a pacing and tempo standpoint, is where it's Javier. We, everybody talks about his even heartbeat, his slow heartbeat. But the fact is, is that the reason, uh, part of the reason why he had the slow heartbeat is he took his time. He he never, he, you know, he never rushed. He made sure he was ready to go at the next hitter, and he can't do that now.
1: Yeah. And one other thing too, like you only have so many mound visits, so you don't want to like just burn them all early. And I just went through the uh, the play by play real quick. They did mound visit after did the Dolis Garcia either. single. Um, to right field. And I'm sure that they were probably, like with the ball moving around and stuff, like when he threw it away and Grossman reached on the error, I'm sure there, there was probably a chance to kind of regroup a little bit there since it was slow getting it back to Fromber. But they did have a mound visit in the first. 713-780-377. It wasn't a Carlos Correa mound visit, though, because those are unique. It's Carlos Correa's best attribute. Let's go out to the HRMP listener line again. Jeff, you're now in the hive. What's up, Jeff?
3: Hey, guys. What's going on? Just wanted to, a uh, quick, quick point, book it. We jump on Scherzer. We get up seven runs after three innings. Pull Javier, keep him in reserve. Arquiti wins a tight one. Game five, Verlander throws a gem. We win two, three, nothing. We start game six with Fromber and Javier with one foot out of the dugout, waiting to come in and spelling because he only pitched 40 pitches in Game Three, and then we come back here. Who's, who's going Game Seven? You know, Game Six. I think we win the next four guys.
1: Oh, so you don't go to a Game Seven? I got gotcha. you. All right, appreciate the call. So-, so, so
4: we're going, we're going with Javier, but. The lead is so big that they yeah. ice him early?
1: No, you said the league's so big that you pull Javier and I mean. save him for later. Yeah. Yeah.
4: You ice him early. You just get him off the mound because it's, you think it's insurmountable. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, yeah.
1: I misunderstood. I don't. Mm, yeah, you can't take that chance. Here's the other thing. If you go seven, you're game three starters starting game seven. So, like, what's the purpose of that? You get Javier to go half a game in game three. And then you you have them in reserve for Game Six whenever you have a if necessary Game Seven to follow. Uh, no, I'm not I'm not for that. Yeah. I think that there's certain times whenever you can try to like. You know, think outside the box, like a 10-run lead early. Uh, I think it's more likely in a division series, whenever you can bring back a Game 1 starter and Game 4 on short rest, and then your Game 2 starter can start Game 5 on full rest. Uh, this This wouldn't be a situation for that, because Javier would be ready. Javier is scheduled to start Game 7 for the Astros, if it gets there.
4: And this is the playoffs, and nothing is given to you, and you can't take anything for granted, especially when you've already dropped the first two games in a series. I just think you got to be careful when you pull the plug on anybody that's dealing. When you take every win you can possibly get at this point, and then you get to to live to see another day and then deal with it. It's a grandiose plan, but I I just I don't think that's. I mean, I hope he's the right part, in the results. Yeah. I just don't think that the yeah. way to get there is, is is feasible.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Rangers lineup is way too good to even consider a strategy that's like good that. Point. Like you want to go six innings with Rafael Montero and. Renel Blanco and like. It looked pretty good yesterday. God. I, I, I'm like, what are we doing here? It went pretty well yesterday. I know you read my bit. facial
4: expressions, but I don't know if you even saw it. When you threw the name Blanco out of your oh, mouth.
2: Yeah, I know. I was
4: like, yeah. God, didn't I,
2: didn't to, I didn't even want to think about the fact that he's a
4: possibility well, anywhere. We
2: didn't even get a chance, just because of the way the schedule worked, we didn't get, didn't get a chance to talk about Jake Myers not making the roster.
1: It's weird. It's weird to me that Jake didn't make the roster and Singleton didn't. Yeah. Very weird.
2: Your opening day center fielder didn't make the roster. Yeah,
1: your fastest runner. Now he's not a good base runner, but he's your fastest runner, and I, I still believe he's your best defensive center fielder. And you didn't keep him on the roster for a guy that, best case scenario, never plays.
4: Was it what, was it Smoltz that was clamoring for him to come in in that pinch hit
1: role? I don't. I didn't remember that.
4: Oh, and you know what? I was on the radio. Uh, I think it was Eduardo Perez yesterday was like, oh, it's a little surprising that instead of going to Yiner that John Singleton is sitting right there. And
1: I'm like, John Singleton now? Yeah, that's a weird call. Like, I would be stunned if Singleton plays in this series. I would have kept Myers over Singleton. That said, like, neither one should play, quite frankly. So does it matter a ton? It shouldn't. It shouldn't matter. And if you have an injury to an outfielder, then you just, I mean, you can make a move because of an injury. So it's not a big deal. Is it weird? Yeah, it's weird. Is it a big deal? No. No, it's not really a big deal.
4: But, Joe, that does tell you that everybody should follow my lead. When I'm not able to watch it live, I'm listening to ESPN 97.5 and getting live coverage of the Astros game. Yeah, yeah you can listen
2: call. to Carl Ravitch, like, uh, going. Jeremy's favorite. And is it Carl Ravitch? Yes, yeah. yes oh. You it can is. hear him just, like, wax poetically about all the decisions that Dusty Baker, Dusty Baker has done with Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. Because That happened. He yeah, had to go there, didn't you? He had to correct himself, but he just kept going. What did he and going. do? He kept saying Dusty Baker and then talking about the Rangers. And then, like, two he's minutes so in, bad. he had to go back to Bochi.
1: He's so bad. I, yeah, I'm yeah, i not a Carl Rapti I yell guy, that for this second. But he's an elitist and thinks that it's RBI and not RBIs, but he's an idiot. 71378. But yeah, listen on ESPN 975 and ESPN 925 7137803776. Let's go back out to the HRP listener line, Jeff. You're in the hide. What's going on, Jeff?
2: Nope. Steve.
1: Oh, I thought we already had Steve. All right, Steve. What's going on,
3: Steve?
5: Well, you know, guys, I haven't been high
3: and dusty all year, but I know everybody loves him in this town. And, and I loved him as a player and personality, but yesterday being a must-win game really was. He had to split that thing. I'm, I'm just stunned that he didn't have three circled on his leg that as soon as the Rangers hit three runs, that he wasn't out there pulling him. I feel sorry for the players on our team. They have to put up with his BS decision-making because he loves Stromber Valdez like a son. You know, if it was a regular season game, it wouldn't have mattered. But that game, you can't, like you guys said, you can't let your players, you can't dig out of a hole like that, particularly against a team like that. And you know, Steve, Steve who's, call- we, who's calling you? Steve, you double, double barreling?
1: Who's calling you?
2: You're calling on know. one
4: phone? You got the burner ringing? What's going on, Steve? <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, I don't know. Steve's, Steve's multitasking. I can't. Well, the guy hung up, whoever was. Now we're third anyway, person. Uh, yeah, I got two phones a business phone, and a regular phone. Ah. So, anyway, uh, bottom line is he hurt the team it's like the astros are playing two opponents now they're playing the rangers and dusty baker and i feel bad for the players out there that they have to try to dig out of these holes and not only that we should be one one if if he would have just pulled him after three runs it was obvious the guy did not have it so appreciate
1: the uh the cost, i i mean Steve's point, you wanted a quicker hook. I just don't know where in the first inning you pull them. Like you had a sing guy single by Simeon, you had a bloop single by Seager, you had a double error by Fromber. Now Adolis stung one on his line drive mm-hmm. to right. Mitch Garver had a little line drive to left. Like is that the time? Is that the time that you pull him? Maybe maybe the answer is yes. Jonah Heim struck out. Nathaniel Lowe had a ground ball that went the other way, just kind oh. of a, another ball that was hit where they ain't. And then he struck out Josh Young and then he got uh, Sh- Tavares to line out. So, like, when is, if you're going to take him out in the first, when do you do it? I, I, see, I don't think that, du- I think Dusty's thinking about his bullpen.
4: Oh, for sure. So there, I think that that's why he's going to be. He was super hesitant no, no, no. to pull him in the first. I, inning. I don't.
1: I don't disagree with Fromber or with uh, Dusty at all. I. I. I think I would have done the same thing that Dusty did. My question is, if if you had to take him out in the first inning, when do you do it, Steve? I guess Steve would say after the Mitch Garver single that scored the third run. Yeah, he's he said, saying
4: three is the magic number.
1: He's saying so he would have pulled him there. Yeah, that ball was not hit all that hard. Nathaniel Lowe just kind of went the other way. Like I can understand why Dusty wanted to see if Fromber was going to settle into that game. Um, Did it backfire? You can make the case that it did. Uh, That's not a move that I'm going to criticize Dusty over. We're, We're very critical of Dusty at times. That's not one I'll be critical of. Uh, and I, I disagree with you, Steve. I don't think that Dusty's all that beloved in the city. I think it's I think it's 50-50 split. I, I think people love him, and I think the other half of the people despise him. I think after the
4: Minnesota series, he had a lot more
1: people in his back oh, pocket. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 713-780-ESPN. A very special happy anniversary today in our Car Wreck of the Day, presented by CarWreckTexas.com. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. I've been in the gym lately. You might be able to tell. Uh, Iron 24 Fitness and Recovery, they're they're helping me out. This is the place where I like to go. I'm excited for this because, uh, like many of you, Last year or two, maybe even longer than that, I haven't focused or prioritized working out nearly as much as I should be. But that's over, thanks to Iron Twenty Four Fitness and Recovery. It's a new kind of gym that's 100 percent digital. That's perfect for me. I think it'd be perfect for you too. 24 seven access, which is perfect for our busy schedules. I'm busy. You're busy. We're all busy. Personally, I'm not a fan of contracts. I don't like hidden fees. I don't like dealing with salespeople. I don't want a gym tour. I don't want that sales call. And I don't have to worry about any of that with Iron 24 Fitness and Recovery. Every Iron 24 facility has everything you need to. Free weights, machines, any cardio that you need, tons of space, everything you need to get a good workout in without people bothering you. Also, if you're a post-workout kind of person who isn't, signature recovery rooms with infrared saunas, you'll love that. Speeds up that recovery process. Iron 24 Fitness and Recovery has four locations around Houston with more openings soon. I go to the one in Conroe. There's a couple in Pair land one in Lake Jackson on the well uh, as well, and more on the way. Another great perk is that members get universal twenty four seven access to any location they want to go to. So no matter where you're at in Houston, find that closest Iron Twenty Four Fitness and Recovery and stop in for a quick workout. For a limited time, participating Iron Twenty Four locations are offering new member ESPN listeners two weeks free with zero down when they join with the Iron Twenty Four app. All you have to do is go to Iron Twenty Four slash ESPN iron24.com slash ESPN and get started today with iron 24 fitness and recovery. Guys, I'm going
4: to tell you a little bit about mybookie.ag right now. It is a great time to be a sports fan. We know it. We've got the playoffs in baseball. We've got NBA getting ready to start up. You got college football. You got pro football. You got so much more going on. And the thing is, sometimes you want to feel a little bit more part of the action. You want to put some money down. You want to go to a place where your money's safe and secure. They take care of their customers. They've been around long enough to know that they're not going anywhere with your cash. And you can get extra deals and lots of bonuses. By going to the place that takes care of you, it's MyBookie.ag. I always tell you to go to MyBookie.ag and use the promo code BET975 because when you do and you put in a minimum of $50, you're going to get $200 instantly added to that into your account, and you're going to have more money in your account, more games you can bet on, and more chances to win. They're constantly doing all kinds of promotions where you have a chance to get better odds and have better chances to win. But the biggest thing right now is get that bonus, and make sure that you have more chances to win because if you take that bonus money, bet it one more time, and you win with it, you can take it out, do with it as you wish. It's yours to keep. They take care of you, so you keep going to them. That's why I encourage everybody to go to mybookie.ag and use that promo code BET975. It's like as I always tell you, bet anything, anytime, anywhere. With The only place I tell you to do it, it's mybookie.ag and use that promo code
0: BET975. opinions are oftentimes presented here. You're locked in with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Joel Blank and Jeremy Brannham.
1: Is this anniversary music, Joe? It is. Today's a very special anniversary. Joe is giddy to talk about this.
2: I saw it today and I was like, this is a great day. It's a great day. As (laughs) Cal McNair would say, it's a great day to be a Texans fan.
1: See? See how giddy (laughs) he was to talk about this? Great day. It's the anniversary of Jack Easterby being relieved of his duties? Yes. I don't know why this is a thing.
2: Why? I mean, think about where, we, how far we've come in a year. I mean, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, I just had to mention it because I, I hate that guy.
4: I think you're looking to bring negativity into such a positive world that we've created for no, a three-hour cele- time I'm
2: stream. celebrating that Cal McNair finally got his head out of his ass and fired ja- Jack Easterby. It. It I understand it. I understand
4: from the standpoint point. that... He was the thunder and lightning in the black cloud of Houston Texans football in a lot of ways. He was the most recent representative and poster child. It was Bill O'Brien. We, well, then it was Deshaun Watson. And he was in through all that to the point where then it became his show to lead in a negative way. But now we've got so much positivity going with this team, with this quarterback, with this coach, with this roster. It's tough to even want to go back and look in, in the past and think about what was because at least finally we're able to look at what could be and what's been this year.
1: You know, my um, the biggest Jack Easterby moment I have. What is your favorite or not favorite? Let's let's pump the brakes there. What is the one Jack Easterby moment that you remember the most?
4: I mean, unfortunately, it's the Dr. Seuss thing. It's the whole oh, yeah. one fish, two fish, red fish, okay. blue fish, just to so show completely how out there the dude was. All you right. want to believe that there was something we were missing, something we didn't know about how the team chaplain could somehow be the head of football <laughs> operations, and that maybe someone knew something that we didn't like when they found Daryl Morey in the ticket office in the Celtics. There was no Daryl Morey coming around and coming through that door. This dude was completely off his rocker.
1: Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. What do you remember most? What's your one rem- like memory of Easterbee?
2: Uh, Obviously, a negative. The video uh, of when he tells a joke as he's giving yeah. a sermon, and he goes, ha, "That's a joke. You'll laugh later." Love that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love that one.
1: That's a good line. Lakers can try that sometime. <laughs> my uh the one thing that i remember the most is whenever very early in the jack easterby tenure i was on the highway to hell and i said that they're giving way too much power to the team chaplain and i got told never to say that again <laughs> <laughs> i was i was told that you're not allowed to say that anymore so i think a
4: lot of people turned to the power of prayer to hope that they, they there was a way to get him out of there as quick as possible when they saw the kind of moves that he was making
1: yeah, not a, not a very good general
2: manager. So mm-hmm.
1: today is the anniversary of Jack Easterby. We won't celebrate it again. No longer being with the Houston. T- I had forgotten about Jack Easterby. I've I've like I've been on the D'Amico effect. I've been bullish on C.J. Stroud. I forgot about the existence of Jack Easterby. Thank you for bringing up that it's the one-year anniversary of Jack Easterby's firing. Although it's a good memory. If a
4: text, I, I said this at the time and it had created a, quite a stir. But if if. if you walked into a grocery store right now, and Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby walked right at you. Which one would you punch?
1: Uh, neither. I don't think I'd punch either. If, right. a, if Houston a had a chance,
4: if Houston had a chance to punch one or the other, not both. Not a, which uh, one did they punch? Joe? Jack. I'm a. I'm a lover. I think they punch Jack.
1: I'm not a fighter.
4: Because at least Bill O'Brien, as a coach, won some games.
1: Eh, Bill O'Brien is a coach is doing poor this year. No, no, I'm saying. When I know was, what you're saying. Yeah, when know. he
4: was head of the Texans,
1: uh, yeah, probably Jack.
4: Yeah, I think there's a ton of people with a ton of animosity towards Jack Easterby.
1: Although, at least Bill O'Brien would put up a fight. You know, I think he'd put up a better fight. All right, let's get to our car wreck of the day, presented by CarWreckTexas.com.
0: Uh, you all right? My leg is broken. Uh, the bones coming through me. Ah, give you all oh, 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 you prick. Where's my fucking oh, money? This is the car wreck of the day brought to you by carwrecktexas.com.
1: All right, what are you nominating for our car wreck of the day presented by carwrecktexas.com? I think
4: the easy one, is the first one is from Valdez. Mm. I mean, it's you, when you give up a four-spot in the first inning of a of a close to must win but a a really want game for the Houston Astros in the playoffs, you created a car wreck and that's quite an accident that The Astros tried to clean up and came one run short.
1: Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good nomination. My nomination is going to be Kevin Porter Jr. Sayonara, Kevin Porter Jr. I'm glad that they traded him. Never have to deal with the drama of Kevin Porter Jr. You don't have to wait the whole justice process, the legal system. I'm glad that they traded him, and we never have to worry about Kevin Porter Jr. again. Kevin Porter Jr., Car Wreck. My Car Wreck nomination.
2: I'd like to nominate the Killer Bees. What? You guys sucked at breaks today. Breaking at four hundred one, five hundred two.
1: No one knows what you're talking I'm
2: just about right it. now.
4: No one does. Well, I the, can nominate. And, it. I'm sorry, John and Lance, because we're the only. They're the only ones that can be called by the first names. John and Lance do it every day. Well,
2: Paul Golan gets his first names. Are we going to change our show name? Uh, what are we going to call it? Blank and Branham. No, I got to go first. Branham and Blank. I'm
1: just kidding. I don't care. Jeremy and Joel. I couldn't care less what the name of our show is. Me too. I couldn't I'm a, care yeah, less. I
4: mean, I'm with you.
1: As long as I have a job, which is debatable, for how long? <laughs> It 4187 says charges were dropped. I don't think that's entirely true. I think just the no, no, one charge. There's charge. still two that
4: are pen, that yeah. are very serious and pending, but because she didn't have a broken vertebrae in her back, one of the charges was dropped. Like the most severe one, right? Yeah. They, but, but still, he's facing time for both the other charges. Do you think the Rockets keep Oladipo?
1: No, he's rehabbing another injury. They're gonna so so maybe they keep him around for they, salary purposes. Yeah. He's on the like roster, gonna, but he's never going to be. He'll, a part he'll of be the
4: like team. traded yeah. at some
2: point
1: again. Just yeah. the, for a salary cap. I'm kind of intrigued by Jeremiah Robinson Earl, though. I thought that he might be a
4: guy towards the end of your bench that could be a contributor. Like he's big and can shoot threes. Well, he's kind of like some of the guys they brought in, in the past, but the big difference is he can shoot a little bit.
1: I didn't realize he was a Villanova guy. The,
4: yeah. But, you know, the thing to me is my car wreck of the day is the Houston Rockets trading Kevin Porter Jr. That's a good thing. They should have just been done with him. It's a bad look to try and get yeah, something yeah, yeah. for a guy that's just a bad apple.
1: This might have to be a conversation for tomorrow. I, dis- right. I disagree. I mean, they got rid of him regardless. Like, yeah. they got, who cares how they got rid of him? They got rid of him. Uh, who, who's going to win our car wreck of the day?
4: I think based on the consensus of everybody in Houston right now, yeah. it's Frambois
1: Valdez. Yeah, it's I'll echo that. I'll echo that. That's a good call. Farmer Valdez, congratulations. You didn't win game two the ALCS, but you won our Car Wreck of the Day, presented by CarWreckTexas.com. You or anyone you know gets into a car wreck, call Hollingsworth Law Firm for a free consultation, 713-999-8773, or visit them online, CarWreckTexas.com. All right, it's going to do it for us. Thanks to Joe George for doing all the hard work. He's blank on Branham. We'll talk to you tomorrow from Wakefield Crowbar. Joe George and the bullpen up next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.